Another episode of Declare Your Independence. Me, Ernest Hancock, at Porkfest 19. It's June 22nd, 2022. And we're talking with Christopher Gronsky that uh, is well known up here for, you know, you say sovereign citizens and all this kind of stuff. That's not really what it is. What he's doing is recognizing the ability to, you know, have a passport without agreeing to Zeke Heil and, uh, you know, uh, be bed partners with Uncle Sam. You know, how can you do that? Well, he's been successful at doing it. A lot of the guys up here and good friends, people we know, have been able to get a passport while claiming to be a resident, a citizen of their state, not of the United States as a method for that. Because there's a lot of ramifications when you agree to be a slave. Okay, how about we not agree to be a slave? But he has a lot of other interests and things that he's doing up here. He's well known to the Liberty community in New Hampshire, and we're going to get caught up with Christopher Gronsky. What are you doing, Chris? Good morning. Good morning. That's <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, oh no, I mean I'm enjoying myself. I love being here back at the uh, Pork Fest and uh, seeing everybody. This, you know, driving in here, it's like. Um, it's like doing a family reunion. Sometimes you see people only once a year, and and most of these people, we, you know, we socialize with and hang out with, and all that stuff. So it's it's refreshing. You to, know? to me, it's like it's like a salmon thing. Yeah. You know, I never plan to come. <laughs> I just wind up here. You know? <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and well, we were going to bring the uh, the love bus. We were really I really am comfortable in that. I that'd be awesome. We were here last couple of years with the love bus, but. Um, it was $6,000 in diesel for me to come here and go back to Washington State where we're at this summer. And I go, damn, I love you guys, but, you know, Donna doesn't as much. So but, so she's going to stay there and uh, do some work. And I flew here, and, uh, but I'm glad I made it because I got all, the first day I got so much plan work, you know, need talent, web design, coding, blah, blah, blah. Stuff discussed and done and save the planet stuff. I mean, you know, you can save the planet in the day at Porkfest. So, you know, we did it. But I wanted to hear, you got some other new projects and things that you're working on. And you're still doing that, teaching your classes and yeah. showing people what to do, right? Yeah, destinationfreedom.org. Uh, we're still helping people to uh, eliminate their federal income tax liability, changing that citizenship stuff. But Is, uh, that, part- is that the main motivation for that? Is just like, Generally. I'm not your freaking slave? You know, and I got to what? Why? Because of this. Why don't we do that anymore? Well, see, a lot of people don't realize the choice. It it isn't about just like not paying tax and all. The choice is whether you want to be a federal citizen or not, a citizen of your state, which is based on habitation domicile. But how many times you're asked the question, are you a U.S. citizen? If you don't get the definition of the term United States in these uh, statutes and things, that is the District of Columbia. There are citizens of the District of Columbia, and they're subject to the federal government in those statutes and codes that govern that. The citizens of the <coughs> are governed by Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17, which is that exclusive legislative authority the Congress has in their jurisdiction. They do not have to abide by the Constitution in their jurisdiction. They have laissez-faire type of uh, governance in there. Most people don't get that. And so um, so income tax is one aspect of that, and that's that's a joy to uh, help people to save 25-30% of their labor and to be able to govern themselves in a way that um, that stays out of the federal zone. So that's, that's still going on. We have classes online, um, uh, our state citizenship class that gives a background of that. We do passport processes and um, you know, whether someone wants to do the workshop or um, 
or whether they want us, you know, to help them with their documents. It's all there at the website. We give a lot of support for our clients. Um, but one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was some of the plans as we automate things on the website. I want to do things in New Hampshire here um, that that helps us in New Hampshire deal with government in general. And I think of um, two major ways that I think everybody should be doing in their own state. One is massive jury instruction where where they um, where where they want to um, affect juries to to be about law is up for scrutiny for every jury that sits not only in like a grand jury in that in that capacity but even a petite jury which is ones that are called for a particular case they can they can be dealing with pushing back government right where they are in that courtroom and they have no obligation other than their own conscience to govern a certain way and so um, in New Hampshire, they actually passed a law requiring the courts to inform the juries that they have this kind of authority. What kind of impact has that had? Well, I, I, I know I'm, I, don't, I don't know in New Hampshire, but I knew in a southern state, I want to say like Arkansas, Alabama or something like that, where someone was coming up on marijuana charges and they couldn't find a jury to convict them because somebody was saying this shouldn't even be illegal. And, and they basically acquitted the individual because they couldn't get a jury to convict. Well, I'm wondering, you know, Fully Informed Jury mm. Act Association, whether a lot of people refer to it as Fiji. Fiji. Yeah. And um, they have a website, Fiji.org, and uh, we worked with them, you know, over the decades, you know, a lot of times, because this is a very important aspect of our responsibilities to understand, you know, what we do. But in Arizona, what they did is they go, that's, we made such a big deal out of it. Finally, the, the attorney general got the Supreme Court to render a decision. It went like this. They just asked, a, you know, they had their little back room smoke filled, whatever they're right. going to do, right? And they go like this. This is their ruling. The Supreme Court of Arizona recognizes the right of the jury to vote their conscience and do They recognize you can do it. But we have absolutely no obligation to tell you about it. <laughs> and I go, wow, that's it. So in New Hampshire, mm. they have the obligation to inform the jury right. that they have this. There, if a defense attorney or anybody brings it up, you know, they like shoot them and skin them and whatever the hell they do to them, you know. But uh, it's heavily discouraged. And if you're getting in voir dire for where they ask you all these questions, do you know the defendant? Do you, you know, hate all police officers? Do you, do you believe a government agent if he would tell you something is the truth? No, well, you're off, you know. So <laughs> exactly. um, they ask you, will you render your decision based on the law as I give it to you? They always say that, the judge, as I give it to you. And I'm like, whoa, man, I... Talk so, about jury tampering. Exactly. So if you if you go, well, I thought that was, or you make any references to you know, the power of the jury to just say not guilty because it's to, to serve justice. I mean, oh my yep. God, what about that? If you make any reference to that, you're kicked off. Hmm. You know, and this is a common theme a lot of places. Fully informed jury is really one of the early issues for me you know that you know that was a really good activism thing yeah. it's something you got you should like know right i mean how, how much yeah. argument can you get out of this in the mid 90s we the house representatives in arizona passed fija then it went to the senate and all hell broke loose you know like damn you know we, damn we're really gonna have to like you know like vote this you know and this is gonna be like a thing right and um so it became a really you could see how the state hated this so much and you can understand why. 
but I never really saw until New Hampshire did this that they were informed. Mm. You know, so every jury they get informed, you go, wow, man, freedom will reign. Well, mm. shit, you know. That's what I'm wondering is how it changed by having the juries informed of that, you know, the verdicts. Or are we just already so Facebooked up that we're just like, you know, yeah, whatever. That was just small print on the label and I'm just going to, you know, pop the pills anyway, right. you know. So I'm just, that would be interesting to me to see how it's had impact on cases here in New Hampshire. Well, I think the 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 bigger journey or the the task at hand is certainly to affect and push back the courts on some level, you know, when people are dealing with it. But don't you think this should be a class in freaking high school? I mean, give me a freaking break. I mean, if government's handing out, you know, uh, government education, wouldn't it be necessary? I mean, are we really educating the kids when they turn 18 and they begin to vote that they have any kind of a clue on their authority and over government and the limitations of it and liberty and stuff. That's not even being taught in high school. But see, that would be the place to begin um, educating the populace is in their teens when they feel they're invincible, when they get the idea that their government's not their friend and that the purpose of the jury is to restrain government. And that's the major part. And then to deal with the cases is secondary to if they're being prosecuted by their government, is that a just law? What a power shift that would be. Yeah, and the reason why, and as I think back, you know, I really, because you know, it was a William Penn story that mm. goes well with Fiji, right? right. That was, yeah. you know, he was a um, uh, soapbox preaching in the, uh, literally doing the gospel or something in the town square. If you're not right. allowed, Tower of London, and the jury wouldn't convict. Then they put the jury in the tower, and you, you will too, kind of thing. You know, it goes back and forth. So I remember hearing that story in high school. One, they're probably not now. I mean, right. you know, I, they, they scrubbed that one. But the emphasis that they did on was not the power of the jury or jury nullification or how it, you know, applied to American Constitution or any of this stuff. What they wanted to emphasize is that you didn't do what the king says, and you're in the tower, and if you didn't agree with him, you got in the tower, you know. And that kind of, so I could see that the emphasis, as I think back, it was on the punishment. It was more the fear. You right. get, and if you don't comply, this is what happens, as opposed to the power of the people, right. you know, doing it. So it's the emphasis, you know, on whatever they emphasize. And um, I'm interested... While I'm up here, I'll start asking around. I really, I'm really interested in the stats. You know, yeah. now that uh, well, Dick Marple, Dick Marple was heading up Fiji in New Hampshire for a while, and then it was like <laughs> a couple years ago in December he had died, and so I reached out to Fiji to find out who was replacing Dick Marple, and uh, I don't know who took up that that part in their from their website. So okay, Chris, I'm definitely Grunch, interested. Christopher Grunchy's ass up there. Well, I was always looking for, you know, Dick was always around. He was always great. He was always uh, a, a boat full of information. So, but I think that there should be some activism and not, and not, I'm not talking about being at the courtroom there. That's way late. I think you have to do uh, it at the beginning and, and basically, basically pollute the, the population so where you couldn't form a jury without someone being knowledgeable and that and that they were trained in how to get on the jury because we need freedom people on juries general public opinion <laughs> 
You know, I, yeah, I'm hip, brother. It, no, so, 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 this, that, so, that, so that's one, I think, a major thing. The other thing was, now we have 10 counties in New Hampshire. If the freedom people in a state cannot take the election for their sheriff, then they've got to step up their game. Because if we're, we're, we're not going to bring freedom and impose it on people um, that that don't want freedom. If you're in a community of people who don't, who love the state and don't love freedom, well then you either move or you're going to have to do a better job of, of, of explaining yourself in a way that people desire liberty and freedom. And so that's many times the hard work that people are unwilling to do. And that is educating the population. And, and so, um, like I said, in New Hampshire, we have 10 sheriffs and they have authority over the entire state. And so if you have a constitutional sheriff, now you have force. And with a with a properly placed sheriff, you can begin forming uh, public grand juries in which they begin to deal with governmental crime and things like that. It's an it's amazing game changer. So that's wow. one area that I think is important uh, because it's it's Is this forced. your new emphasis? Well, I'm just saying it's it's another major thing that, you know, I've always had an interest in this. I mean, you want to put forth some effort and time in this subject? Sure. I w- I, we want to form, um, I want to put together at least five people per county in New Hampshire that are willing to um, to interview every law enforcement official. Because you're because it's in the law enforcement community that you may be looking for someone who who's a constitutionalist who doesn't support the state, if you will, and um, is willing to step up to be the constitutional sheriff. We had one in Carroll County, uh, uh, Christopher, um, I'm spacing, um, I'm spacing his last name. Anyway, Chris Connolly, um, and he was a constitutional sheriff. We dealt with the IRS and had the marshals uh, at bay because he was stepping up and, and we were doing all kinds of stuff. It was wonderful. And um, so, so you know to be able to have oh, law enforcement dead that way, gone unelected he, challenge something but but anyway <laughs> uh, they are elected they are elected and responsible to the people most of those these sheriff's offices serve the courts and they just move prisoners around right. so it's really it's really been hijacked by the government well this i've been around way. long enough to, and know enough people this has been a focus since the 90s mm. and certainly i'm good friends with uh, sheriff mac yeah. you know so he's kind of down this road and um um, it, I've always seen it's always a timing thing, mm. you know, and somebody's got to spearhead and be first and you kind of, you know, get the idea out there and so on. But the reason it took off as much as it did and so on, because it is as important as you're talking about. Right. I can see this whole thing is just opinion. Now people, they get them up there, they, they get the, the attorney general can indict a ham sandwich, you know, you get the... You know, a grand jury up there right. just go guilty, 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 guilty. Where's my donuts? I mean, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's that bad when you have it's that bad that, that ignorant. And, you know, and just give them a ham sandwich. You they're know? just telling them what they have to do, and they just <clears throat> get the conviction they want. Well, if you have an informed populace, and we've done, there's a lot of things I'm thinking that we've done that we could be of help. Yeah, you know, and if you're really going to focus on this and make it even if it's one county. You know, if you just get a laser beam focus and can show some statistics or show yeah. some stat or show freaking people just know what's up. Yeah. And, you know, have the planet, the powers of the elite come down upon you. So I know you're doing it right. The, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, all the time, whenever you, you, you see this, you'll see the feds 
<clears throat> pump out cash to a campaign. And that's what happened with Chris Connolly. The guy that was opposing him had massive money coming to him because those counties don't want him. And the truth is, many of the people in law enforcement, we're talking cops and, and police chiefs, they don't want a constitutional sheriff because they're subservient to the sheriff. And another thing is that there's a lot of organizations out there that are like Restore the Republic and all that stuff. And they have their own private grand juries and stuff like this. None of that can be accomplished without force. And so if you don't have force, you will never be able to overcome what's sitting in place. Because the one thing that, that the existing government has is force. And so if you win your sheriff, you're, it's in a different category. And now you have someone who's not afraid um, of government and they're Are and you they're interested in the, the sheriff level running? Like running? Yeah. Because well, you've I, been a state legislator, right? No, I, I ran for uh, um, oh, you state were, rep, but I, I became select, selectman in my town. Right? Oh, okay. So and, you, and we got to you're interview. You're an elected politician. That's it. <laughs> I, I won by uh, I had a an, um, a man you know what they call that a, a mandate you know yeah. I won by two you know, me and whoever else you know everyone else you know that's the two and then uh, what was it then um, and then so we because it was so close to the the gal that I ran against wanted a, a re-election you know what do you call it a, a recount and I still won by two <laughs> me and whoever else everyone else that voted for me so. So that was great, and I learned a lot, and it was great to be a part of that. But we got to interview and talk about, the, you know, looking at for a police chief in town and all. And even the sheriff, when he came in, and I asked him straight up, I said, if the state was compelling um, masks or vaccinations, where are you going to be on that? And every one of them said that that's a, a personal issue and, and that they would not force any of that stuff. That, as we traveled the country, that was really the only real pushback and the only time that you saw effective resistance in anywhere on this mass mandate all that kind of stuff was at the sheriff level and what would happen it would be some you know um, you know progressive plant of soros whatever the hell into the um, county government and they'd show up with their clipboards and shiny badges and they're going to tell you what you can and can't do and health department and I got the health and health and safety of the government and health and safety and you're not allowed to be open because we said all right well then they go ah, screw you and I'm not doing well we're going to get the sheriff right well the sheriff goes I ain't doing shit you know <laughs> no, that you was got, lovely I mean, it happened all over the country yeah. you know up in uh, where we do jackalope and um I think it's Navajo County in northeastern Arizona. That's how these restaurants, a lot of places that just refused to go out of business, said, eh, nope, I mean, we're going to be out of business, or are you yelling at us? So you can yell at us all you want while I'm making money, you know? Exactly. And um, uh, eventually it came to the sheriff. And the sheriff goes, I'm not prosecuting anybody. And then they just went away because they exactly. couldn't get any guns to go and do exactly, it for them. Exactly, exactly. You know? I think, that's, I think that's, that's lovely. So with respect to, like, looking for the constitutional sheriff, I was thinking it would be great, and I'm thinking of New Hampshire, but this could be any state at all. Um, And that is, how about if if we had a group of of freedom-minded people that would go and interview every law law enforcement uh, agent or person, anyone who's carrying a gun, uh, interview them to ask them whether they would support the state over the people, uh, where they are with respect to the Constitution, yeah. and all get, that stuff. Get on the chart. And just get and interview them thoroughly, 
And then even talk, you know, talk to them as a, had you ever considered running for sheriff and blah, blah, blah. And, and interview every single law enforcement. That would mean in your towns, in your county, and like state troopers, every single one. And then, and then to, upload. To, to get them on record? Are they, their, run, are they running from you? Are they, well, to, to grade them like we do politicians in the uh, sense of like uh, Liberty Alliance does is gives them A, B, C, D, F, you know. And, and, uh, and then if they won't interview put that on there but have their name have the, where they are whatever the public information is on them and then and then just grade them let the public know this is a soul who would be against you who they would be the ones putting you in the FEMA camps they yeah. and this is someone who we can rely on that understands that the people have rights and and to mark them if you will you know good bad this is what we're questioning and have that in the light but you know your reputation precedes you list of damn it yeah and then how about how about if the people uh you know had their yelp rating on their right right, well, right, right you know right. so that all of a sudden it's like geez you know i've been stopped by this guy a number of times and he was this that and right. then we had all this and then you begin to have feedback okay. and stuff Wouldn't all right that be awesome? i gotta i gotta share that with you over the years so i've been doing this a while this yeah, is I know. there was a guy in washington state that um uh did this very list okay and it was um what happened was he was uh, working in his garage on his Bigfoot super truck or whatever, and his friend was there, and all of a sudden cops come in, and they harass his friend, get on, you did this and that, and his ex-wife had a cop boyfriend that they were giving him, you know, the business because something, you know, right. saying he was somewhere when he wasn't, and the guy goes, hey, he's been here the whole time. Shut up, you want to go? And you go, oh, it's like that. By the time the officer was back, he had pulled up all of his public information online. He was a super geek. Right. And this was uh, like 03. This is right. back in the early days. So he pulled up everything on him, sent it to his watch commander and said, this guy did this and scumbag piece of crap or whatever. So he knew it was going to happen. And he started, it was called Cop Watch something, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. And um, uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was, uh, it was um, out of Seattle. And it was for the state of Washington, all the police. So when he did this, he knew they were going to come after him. So what he did is he rented the house. In the basement, he put all these servers and everything. He was an IT guy. Put all these servers and everything. Got a business insurance with a... Five or ten million dollar legal defense fee insurance business thing, you know. So when they raided him for doing this legal public information on all these officers, all of a sudden when they charge him and arrest him, he shows up in court with six lawyers paid for by the insurance company. They went, "What the heck just happened?" So he 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 got his okay. He was a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> and so it's um uh and that really I remember was the beginning mm-hmm. of this you know public official is not private you right. know uh, right. secret police kind of BS because in Arizona they do the same thing. If you are your voter mm-hmm. registration, all your public documents that are at county court, your deeds, everything. Yeah. If you're a judge, a prosecutor, um, a police officer. That's all scrubbed. You can't get it. So, like, they serve you papers. You can't find them. Right. You know, you have to really do some due diligence, you know, go find a guy because they scrapped it. So, they're special. We're not special. They're special. Right. Me, you, not not so much. Them, yeah. special. Okay? So, I can see the sentiment has been going up. Then, uh, we've always, since the mid-90s, you know, been Fiji guys. In fact, uh, the state chair of the Libertarian Party in about uh, 10, 12, and they were doing... Freedom Summits, and we had Fiji come there, and we presented them with 
the jury box. And what it is, is a router. You know, they sit there, first thing they do is check for their Wi-Fi. Well, it says jury info. That's one of the, it's the rabbit kids learn all about juries while they're sitting there doing nothing. And it said jury info. So they punched on it and it went on and downloaded and had all the files. We got that to Howard Lickman, you know, and I said, we will supply. We had 20 ready to be done. You know, they're like, they were only like $75 a piece to do whatever. We had the funding for it. If he could find high schools to put it in, or a kid mm-hmm. to put it in his locker, or right. to have it with a solar right. panel out in the tree outside of whatever, right, right, you know. So this kind of information, I see it as very important too. Mm. We have the tools already created, correct. You know that if you can do that to where because we would should be a bill to say, don't you think jury instruction is an important aspect of your high school education? That right. I think that education education's a, a thing that freedom minded people have to be on board with is enrolling people okay. into this stuff. So so but anyway, the, so the idea was that was dealing with law enforcement. I think it could lead <coughs> into other areas. Oh, one other I, thing I, I wanted to say wanted to do that. about this. Yeah. This has happened before mm-hmm. during the Revolution in seven. The book. Um, uh, yeah, was yeah the uh, the sheriff book I think by Mac and them or something. A guy named Mike Meg- Melville. He's in the he's featured in the movie Toward Liberty, the Ron Paul Revolution mm-hmm. documentary thing. He went every county sheriff on his bicycle across the country doing exactly that, yeah. handed it to every local police right. chief and so on, and constitution and the sheriff guys been just made. So it's not like it can't be done. And that was across the country on a freaking bicycle. Yeah, see, I think it's just bringing it into the light. I see one of the things in New Hampshire, I remember Carla um, was, um, um, when she was dealing with the cops and she prevailed in her court case that she could videotape the cops. And got some um, money. But then they found out, I mean, there's a thing where there was some sort of a file or information on rogue cops in New Hampshire that have disciplinary problems and that they were censoring that and keeping it from the people these rogue bad cops and so this kind of a a website or this kind of information being out to um um you know to the the public is a, a huge part of keeping you know cops being afraid of their people in the sense that they want to make sure that they don't violate anyone and that they're concerned for their careers. Because if a cop is um, harming the people, is rogue, doesn't know how to govern himself, is very emotional, is reactionary, that's a public nuisance. And so that person has to be um, go find another career. We want people who are not willing to violate anyone's rights and understands the principles of what someone's rights are, not just that they're right. doing the right thing or not. I'm on. That's all I mean, so. I've known Chris for a long time, does good work, good reputation up here. He says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And uh, I want to encourage this to be done. What, what, what do you help? What do you need for help? You know, what's the campaign? When are you going to start? What can I do? Is pull the trigger, man. Sure. So um, we, I have a, um, a website guy. We'll do, a, we'll do a preliminary website and set it up. But um, we'll probably uh, do a, an official announcement inviting. We're looking for the people who will be willing to do the interviews and to train them to be um, uh, 
uh, was somewhat uh, gentle with respect to getting information or, or interviewing these people. We're not looking to make a point while we're gathering info because we're going to publicly dis- display this rating system that's going to be effective. So, well, hell, we'll just a rumor the, of gathering the info is a campaign in and of itself. No, oh no, the the ratings are coming out. Well, man. exactly. But see, I think I think it's going to be exciting just to see how it plays out, and it's just going to be kinder, gentler. It's going to be done in love. And so the idea is that because we want to support right. good people. You know, Fiji activism has been um, a steady drumbeat. Mm. It's like every, about every, it's part of every cycle now, but it's about every two or three presidential election cycles. It just starts to become a thing. Yeah. And because people see it. Yeah. And then for whatever, I don't know what the steam valve is, it kind of, Let's it out later. You get distracted by, I don't know, inflation or, you know, nuclear war or something. Right. But, you know, it's always there because right. it's so fundamental to the American experience and the experiment that the jury, when this buy for of thing, you know, jury was a big part of that. Well, you see, they're the end game. You see, there's all this stuff in the middle, bills being passed and elections and all that stuff. But the jury is the, the final check to make sure the courts can't enforce you know, bad legislation. Also, it's a big check. It's the fourth branch of government. And so it's a huge part of that. And then when you're dealing with sheriff or even law enforcement, but I'm, but was specifically sheriff, you're really the end game of that. They're not going to enforce bad law regardless. And, and look, legislators can pass bad law all day long and it doesn't become an issue until someone says, Oh, I'm going to take it to court and that they examine it. So they can have bad law right. all over the books. Yeah, you're in no jail over a bad law. It becomes really bad. You know, so one trouble. thing that uh, I, I, I like this is that it's always been, you know, the jury information has been a thing. You know, the recognition of the power of the sheriff has been a thing. Mm. And to combine these two, you know, to yeah. demonstrate, you know, that they're connected. You know, because a lot of times it's discretion of the officer to begin with. Correct. You know, and the, the first the rule of any law enforcement is, you know, number one, don't be a dick. Right. You know, they go, well, we got to equally apply. I go, well, equally apply justice. Equally apply not being a dick. How about that? You know, it doesn't, exactly. it doesn't, it's not even on the radar, you know. But, <laughs> exactly. So, so I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm supportive. You know, cool. I, I want to go ahead and, and, uh, you know, follow along with this and, and We'll see what we well, can do, but we have contacts and resources and, you know, things that, you know, we can direct towards this because I like this. Is there is there a time that you're going to launch? Is there a, you know, site you're working on? Is it time to, you know, there's a web page to donate to? I mean, where are you well, at we'll, in the process? We'll set all that up, and uh, this is this is very, uh, uh, you know, ground floor. So I probably um, next Wednesday will do a... Um, um, we do a, a conference call every week with the, with Destination Freedom and all that. So I'll end up next uh, Wednesday talking about it. Now, I have clients all over the world. And so if I have activist clients that are in their states, then they can head up this kind of um, action in their own state. But I'll focus specifically in New Hampshire. And I've already got people who are interested in this subject, just like you. And so we will put together the 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 team that will be doing interviews and things like that. And and I want them to be well-trained so that they're effective in what they're doing. They want to definitely, we're not looking to make issue in this, in the interview process. We're looking to just information. bring, bring yeah, this stuff get, to the public uh, yeah. view. That's all. We're, we're wanting to shine light General on the public darkness. opinion. Exactly. And that's one thing, you know, you, uh, uh, 
you get the the youth. You know, you start getting into the school, you start to do it. And that's what we're going to be talking about right after that you. That would be a good place to start. We got Jody that. Underwood right over here. School board kind of freaking got in trouble because she tried, they they passed, uh, they cut the school board budget in half. They didn't like I that. I heard that. I know, that's they didn't awesome. like that. That was bad. That's good. That was bad. So well, we're going to go ahead and get to that. But I, I, I well, I'll put something up I on destinationfreedom.org. I'll put something up there. Destinationfreedom.org. Uh, and then and then I'll have a post for that and then we'll link to the to the website we put together. Well, but we we'll got put that together, I mean, but is, that's fine. This is the thing. We can make a thing out of this. You know, we get artwork, banner ads mm-hmm. on Freedom's Phoenix, something we can do, that's maybe fine. ads, bad kind of attention I can help a little bit. Plus we have, you know, uh uh, Arizona is a very big hotbed of Fiji, and I know a lot sure. of people supported and financed and did a lot of things because it, it passed the House in Arizona. Right. I mean, it was like a, a thing. It was an initiative, uh, you know, that we circulated. It's always been part of our campaigns. It's always mm-hmm. been part of the revolution kind of. I mean, you know, right. this is the thing. And so was the sheriff thing. Now, you've been able to kind of marry the two, you know. That's an uh, you know uh, uh, awesome uh, match made in heaven. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, we'll see how we can do that. We'll see how it plays out. <laughs> but the, the biggest thing is none of this stuff matters if you don't have someone like Christopher that would you know focus on. If he says I'm going to focus on do it. He's going to see the long term benefit and go with the project to its completion or its mm-hmm. obvious termination or hellfire missile or whatever the hell. But it's going to get done. You know, well, we should be able to put the 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 skeleton you know on on the you know put that up and then the meat will come from the people and from the the activists involved that will upload information well that's where i come in i try to bring some excitement and importance to it and awareness and kind of look man somebody do a little there's a little something for everybody to do let's go do it because we even have there's so much written material now yeah there's so much stuff and then of course a lot of this you know the stuff that you have with all your research you Mm -hmm. know i mean it's just it, it, I'm in. I, you know, you heard it here first on Declare Your Independence. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, because New Hampshire, you know, has a law that you have to inform them of this. And like, damn it, they didn't like that one either. You know, but so I, I want to see how this goes. We keep pressing, you know, the button. Time and pressure. Time and pressure. Next, Jody Underwood will be right back. Declaring our independence here at Porkfest 19, June. 22nd, 2022, we're with Jody Underwood. Now, Jody Underwood's been a staple of the Free State Project since uh, as long as I can remember. And uh, she lives up here as a prominent individual, very active. Her and her husband, you know, take it seriously. And um, I give your, your husband Ian's name out on the air. Yeah, okay. It's Ian. Anyway, so they are very active in their community. Now, they um, live up in a county. It's Grafton, right? Is that what you No, call we live it? in Sullivan County. It's just south of Grafton County, and we're west of Grafton Town. Well, Grafton, the reason it uh, came of interest to a lot of people is uh, they're very lax on building codes or permits, and Correct. you just do whatever you want or yeah, something, no right? No zoning uh, regulations in Grafton. Doesn't mean they don't get in your face, but... About what? Well, you know, there's going to be a panel later today about which town is the freest. It's a debate between Grafton and Croydon. So that we're so going to have some fun. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I mean, we're not aiming for that. I mean, we're aiming for freedom in our lifetime, right? But not to necessarily get it town. Well, that's what got um, Grafton kind of on the radar screen is that a lot of people, they go, yeah, I can get some land. I go up there and, and they go, oh, they, they don't have building codes or anything there. Well, hell, that's where we want to go, you know. So it, it has... Um, 
Like with everything, there's inspiration of particular places, events, states, locations, counties, towns, group of people that have a certain mindset that people just gravitate towards and that should be allowed and encouraged. Well, of course, when you have one that, you know, neon flashing light out in the you know hinterland of freedom over here, some people don't like that or they want to attack it or they got it, you know, a laser beam focus on it. But um, Jody is such a pleasant, reasonable, patient, articulate individual that it really, I, over the years, decades almost, I mean, decades, it's getting there. You know, I think this is my, God, at least 14th, 15th uh, pork fast, so it's been a while. But um, over the years, they, in some way, Jody has made it to where the issues have been debated as opposed to making it a personal thing. Until recently. <laughs> because um, I want to let you give out your bio, but uh, being involved with being on the school board, hell, you were chair of the school board, weren't you? I am chair of the school board currently, and I've been on and off over the 10 plus years, 12 plus years that I've been on the board. What happens when you got a freestater that's chairman of your school board? And the budget gets cut in half. I mean, you know, by her we, husband. But we don't. Yeah, he, he introduced <laughs> it. We voted and did it, and man, all oh, hell broke loose. So this is um, uh, Jody is always a really good person to get the the uh, feeling of the wind blowing over the people's without us getting you know uh, scythed and they're being reaped for the state. You know, we're trying to prevent that, especially the children. So Jody has been very involved in this and we're going to talk about our history. This is what we're going to be talking about today is the, when you actually get into positions of influence and authority and power and uh, voting and so on, what can you do and how important it is to have general public opinion on your side or it doesn't stick. So this is exactly what I've been trying to talk about. We'll see where we're at on this. Jody Underwood, go ahead and give a fuller uh, description of you and your husband. And did, Were you married before you moved here or did you oh, meet yeah. him here? Yeah, we've been married almost 30 years, 29 years this year. From Where did you come from? Oh my goodness, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, and Ian is from Indiana. Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, you guys met... You know, later in life, uh, we did. We were around thirty when we met. Um, we met at a learning sciences conference. We're both learning people. We focused our lives on things related to learning. Um, we both take a technological approach professionally, um, and yes, we met at a conference. And um, I, I don't even know where I want to go with that. But well, um, I mean, after you meet and you become a couple, what 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 drove you? To, I mean, you weren't from New Hampshire. No, not I mean, at all. What, 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 let's go there. Okay. Why? Um, you know, we read about the Free State Project in Reason magazine, and we looked at it and said, we didn't even understand anything about the 20,000 signatures or just like, you know, uh, getting, a, a, you know, a, a, a lot of libertarians in the same place um, to, to make change. And did you even know what a libertarian was? We did. Yeah, we'd been reading Reason magazine, right? Oh, okay. we, we'd found it, and you know, I finally found something that I identified with. It's like, oh my God, all these years I've had questions that weren't satisfactorily answered. And I come from a, a left-leaning household. My mother was a New York City school teacher in the union, you know, at wow. uh, Union Uber Alice from from her perspective. 
Um, but Reason Magazine started giving me a way to think about things that I never had before. And my husband's a very clear thinker, um, and and he was already going there, and it had to do with gun rights that that brought him to realizing he was libertarian. Um, but we so we saw this ad article something in Reason Magazine. I thought, wow, that's a great idea. Someday when we're ready to go on an adventure, let's move to New Hampshire and actually join this movement. Wow. And, okay. Yep. And so we're living in Pennsylvania. We met Neil and Emily who were not yet married. They got married up here in New Hampshire. And we all decided to go on this adventure. Um, they wanted to move to New England, live off grid, uh, ski. Ian wanted to be able to plink off his back porch. Like we, And then we all, except for Neil, um, wanted to do something with alternative education, alternative learning, something. And so we, we just were like, yeah, let's... Why? Did you have children? You know, were you... Ian motivated I, that way for what reason? Again, Ian and I like live and breathe learning. We, you know, we 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 both have advanced degrees uh, related to that, um, and, and we're just interested. We never had kids. Um, we never even tried. We sort of forgot. Um, <laughs> it got too late by the time. It, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's all good. And Neil and Emily have since. So we bought a property with them in Croydon, New Hampshire, fifteen almost fifteen years ago. So Jan, uh, sorry, September will be fifteen years, and they've had kids, and we're the bonus grandparents. So they're there twenty you years younger than we are, mm. right? So that's all. So we have this great extended family in New Hampshire. Well, that became Bardo Farms. That's isn't it? correct. Yep. Yep. I remember you guys promoting that. Have this. Uh, for people who don't know, they have uh, how many acres is that up 210. there? Two hundred and ten. Two hundred and ten acres that they start clearing a little bit, and they um, have uh, hogs. Uh, yeah, you got cattle now. We too, do, don't you? and then they did what? What other livestock? Chickens, and... chickens, turkeys in season. We've had rabbits. We've had goats. Um, but right now, we we'll, we'll so probably... it's a meat. Where's the meat? Where's the, the meat? The meat Where's is in Bardo beef? Farms, right. and they work a lot with. Uh, they're they're buddied up with uh, Jay Noon. That's right. So Jay, that's how we know Neil. So, but I've been up to Bardo. You know, before over the years, I you hear about it all the time because they have a big pig roast down here and stuff. Are you doing that this year? Yeah, Saturday. Of Always. course they are. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So um, it's uh, so Barta Farms for the Liberty community up here. You know that you have a source of meat. That's right. I mean, it's high quality and it's probably not going to be free, but it will be available. That's right. So you have like free state restaurants and so on. They count on at least as backup or. We got the meat. You know, it costs $30 of a steak. But, you know, we got the meat. <laughs> so this is, um, they they are very self-sufficient. And when the pan pandemic or whatever started, you know, the first thing they knew, stock up on the meat. So COVID start, was good to Bardo. Oh, yeah. They start buying all kinds of stuff for nothing and selling it for a gazillion. So if you're a free market bartering, you know, free stater type, you're like, Good. You guys keep that up, man. I'll, I'll be the gray market. I mean, whatever. Because it's not even really illegal. They do a lot of bartering it's and all legal. stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, yeah, we're not waiting on you guys. So this is the mindset that they have. There's not a lot of waiters here. I mean, they, they see it coming. We understand what's happening. You take action. And if not immediately, certainly in the long run, you're way better off than the rest of the other communities. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of visitors when the... the um, proverbial shit hits the fan. Yeah, no, 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 no. They know where to go. I'm going. To, it's cold and snowy, and they have, but they have food. <laughs> they got food. I get a steak. So this is, you know, and a lot of the guys go like, you know, Jay comes up. He just sets up down there, puts on the grill, and just starts throwing meat on, and there's the line. I mean, you know, it's just as simple as that. 
He'll sell gazillions. And the big thing that's interesting, he brings up his freezer. He has, you know, created a freezer cooler on a trailer because he's Jay. And um, comes up here and people just buy in bulk for their own storage. He's got it packaged and everything. They're just, you know, the, the movement be taken care of. Yeah. You know, now this is kind of what you guys started in that, the farm, but then you were like, look, man, I don't want to be a farmer. I'm, I'm, I'm an intellectual, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm academia, I'm intelligentsia. What else can I do? So you stayed nearby. You had whatever interest that you had for however much time you had it, but you were really always interested in education. Correct. So then how did, is it that you transitioned? This has been over a decade ago that you got on the school board. 2010. Okay. So talk about that. And then, you know, build into the story. I want to get every little, little thing because in the community, it's not like you're unknown. How large a community is it that you, you know, you know, weave your way into I'm in charge of something? Croydon has a population of about 800 people total. That includes children. Um, 565 registered voters at our last meeting, our last annual meeting. Um, I wanted to get do something activist like and so I started going to school board meetings I wanted to see how education worked in New Hampshire um, and one day somebody stepped down off the board I'd been going to meetings for you know, a few months maybe six months or so and they needed somebody to fill a spot so they asked me if I wanted to be on the board I said sure and I got appointed little do they know yeah, I got appointed and uh, and then I've uh, I've been elected a number of times ever since um, and never had anybody even run against me, um, but next time they will. Oh, and, yeah, and the story will, will, will you know, show yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so and I've been on and off on the board. We only have three board members, um, which is interesting. And we've had over the years other liberty-minded people on the board. And my town is really full of liberty-minded people, except when it comes to school. They're, they, um, it, it's turned out that uh, there are a bunch of people who are woke when it comes to school. It's fascinating. Um, the last couple of years, it's a, it's it's the beachfront. I mean, that they're storming the culture of "we got your yeah, children" kind of right. thing. That's a, that's the first place they go. And then the indoctrination, and like they don't even know better because they've been trained that way, right? It's um, it's really it's well, of course the state's supposed to tell me how to think. Yeah, they always did. They did. It was good enough for my mom, you know that kind of thing. That's so, right. I, that's right. So so this is um, uh, the experience that you start with free staters. A lot of us are going, yeah, you just get in and uh, you, you, you zero out the budget and you lay waste to the whatever and you're outed and kind of fired and get. But that wasn't your style. How, how did you approach this? When I you came am in? much more moderate than that. I was the moderate in between the extreme free stater and the, the town person who her kids. Are Why? Why were you moderate? What was the you know, purpose? I don't know if I, I, I boy, I, because I want to be nice. I want to consider people, um, and sometimes make to, sure the progressive uh, purple hairs had their feelings honored. And you know, it's all about the feels. Yeah, like I, I, I really didn't even know how to think about it. I think is is part of the problem. Like there, was, there was an issue a, a few years ago about um, turning full day kindergarten into half day kindergarten. I went and did all the research about it, and realized that full day was just wrong for so many kids right, yeah. and you know let alone the costs and so on 
and I was ready to vote on half day and the people who showed up to the meeting were all about you know their kids are ready I mean it's it, because they're turning it's turning academic kindergarten right where you're forcing kids to learn to read maybe before they're ready um you get enough you five-year-old you yeah. failure but I, I because of the people who showed up I actually was swayed to keep full day kindergarten and not go back to half day and it was a switch we would have been changing up what it was and I mean you know you can judge me for it but it's like I mean, I guess other people just thought I represented them and I should have voted the other way. But the decision was on me because the two other extremists was one was yes, one was no. I got the deciding decision and I didn't like that pressure. So I just went with the status quo, better or worse. Um, and I'm learning that I shouldn't, right? It's, it's been a learning process for me. That That's the best I can say there. Yeah. Comp- in anything that I get involved like this, or they, they want to appoint you to something, you know, they get, you'd be part of the system. You, you From the inside kind of crap, you know. And um, I've always found compromise is death. And that was kind of a, a thing. When you, when you compromise something, you're always giving up something of yourself towards them. You're never gaining ground, you know. So it's just it just as a tactical thing it doesn't work. I know. You know, I mean, you start to find that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's taken a long time, and usually there's no big deal on the board. You know, like it's just making sure you're on top of things and that nobody's doing any funny stuff. And we have a small enough district that it's not that. Well, I mean, hard. is it is it just managing money? Is it managing people? Is it managing policy? I mean, what is the the main impact that the school board? A lot of times, the school boards are just a farm team training ground for status to go be congressman later of you know it's like it's like the, the, the spring training or something very true you know and, and i've seen that in there as i'm going who are they where they come oh they came from the school board which is an unpaid position there i'm sure it's probably not paid for you guys there are stipends but croydon decided not to take any money for it like a thousand bucks a year just no big deal like why yeah. even take it you know so 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 you could be on the string of something but the um uh, in Arizona, it's not paid for, but you could see so many legislators came out of the school board. Now they just skipped it, and they just come out of special interest. You know, they're just a lobbyist becomes a legislator, you know, skip to the end, you know. And I'm just, uh, you know, you, I've seen that evolution. First it's the lawyer, lawyers, then it's a, then it's a, this, or school board, then it's kind of lawyers, and then it comes into the special interest, and now it's just freaking whoever Klaus Schwab says he'd be in whatever position, you know, or Soros or something. So you can see the transition. And um, I'm, I'm really not so much about the elected positions that you have. It's the people and their general public opinion of what they want. And that's what you came up against. Were they prepped enough yet? You know, did they have the knowledge of the hardcore positions you would have taken on issues before and the principal reason behind it so you wouldn't have had this backlash? You see my point? Yeah. It's all about the preparation of the ground. It, indeed. And, and, who ha- and who you have on your side. So a number of years ago, um, we were challenged with um, starting school choice in our town as opposed to a, a single uh, contract with a failing school district. And the town voted in favor of that. And I became chair when we started implementing it. And actually- okay, we were implementing what? School choice in Croydon. Okay, but how how would that? I mean, I mean, how many schools are there in Croydon? We have a K to four school, and we what we call tuition out all our kids in grades five through twelve. And we only have seventy seven kids this year in okay, school. Okay, I already know what you're talking. Tuition out. Yeah. What do you mean? So if you don't provide the grade, New Hampshire law, if you don't provide the grade in your district, you're allowed to make contracts with other schools to pay them tuition 
to take your kids, to educate your kids. Now, up until a point, we had a contract. They call that kind of a charter school? Is that a public school? No, it's town tuitioning. And, um, I mean, that's what it's called. Well, who get paid, paid to Andy Am to do homeschooling, or is it a it's certified? Not homeschooling, not charter schools. Those are two completely different animals. And traditionally, since the 1950s, it's only you've only been allowed to tuition to government schools, to the public schools in neighboring districts. So they give a budget value per child, and that money goes with them to tuition per child. Correct. Okay, to what? What kind of a state certified? freaking so red this, brick schoolhouse so with a government seal on it or what right i mean this is we could do a whole story i'm on ready this to hear alone. this because i want to know what the hell we're talking about yep. so <laughs> from the beginning of public schooling in new hampshire and northern new england um towns have always tuitioned their kids out to other districts uh, and other schools and up until 1950 the, and i say northern new england so it's vermont new hampshire and maine they also included private schools in the in the schools that they could tuition kids out to. In 1950... Um, so when you say tuition out, that means that the state money for that child goes to somewhere to be educated. The town money for that child goes somewhere to be educated. The, the, the state hardly pays anything to the districts for the kids. The towns raise the money. That's why our property taxes are high is because of, right. of schooling. We, it's local control, so the idea goes... Um, But it is local money. So that's local. These 800 people, they're paying for this. Yes. That's right. We get some money back from the state, but we give them that money first. So it's like a wash. If you're a poor town, you get a little extra from the state, but really mostly you're paying your own way. Okay. Right. And so um, until 1950, everybody was doing private schools too. And they passed some law that was very unclear in the the, um, RSAs, uh, which is New Hampshire law, that said that you could only send them to public schools. Well, I shepherded... Government-funded schools. Government-funded schools. Um, I shepherded a bill through the legislature back in 2015, 16, somewhere around there, um, to roll back the law to where it was in 1950, and that stuck. So we could then send kids to to private schools as well, Um, and their tuition in our area mostly are way lower than the government-funded schools. So our our town actually won from that side. So we only paid eight thousand dollars to go to per kid to go to a private school where the local public school, the high price right now is eighteen thousand per oh kid. Oh my god. And they're a failing district, which is fascinating. Um, no, that right there pissed somebody off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, well we got time. I wanna hear this story, okay? So when you did that, you get the law goes back to the 50s to where the town that from the property taxes of the town, which they keep attacking, like in Arizona, they would do that. They purposely moved to a school district to where they would be spending money on the whatever. Then the poor school district down here, well, that's not fair. They got more money. Oh, yeah, well, they're paying it. And they got the big houses and the property. Nope, it's got to be equally from all according to their ability to each according to their need and we need. Okay, so we're going to take that money here. Well, then there was no benefit. Uh, then screw it, they pull them out, they go private school, homeschool, and it's just, you know, spiraling down into the abyss. So what you guys did is you go, all right, we're going to go back to where the uh, the voucher, the tuition, the whatever, the allotment that goes per student, we are going, and we're paying it locally anyway, and whatever the state does, doesn't matter, and you can keep it, you know, we're paying it in anyway, and then you're giving it back, well, what's the difference? So what they do is they say, we are going to pay for each of our children to go to school. Correct. Where? 
Well, you opened it up to where it could be private schools that you could do that. And it was cheaper than the government schools. It was better. They're starting to see the erosion. You know, Teachers Unions International Washington of the Universe of Klaus Schwab is not digging it. Yeah. So they come after him. Then, yep. then you did a little icing on the cake. You got to, you know, how long ago was this Ian did his thing? March this year. Okay. So March of this year, you're having what kind of... A school board meeting. What was it? It was an annual district meeting. Just a regular annual district regular meeting. Regular annual with normal attendance. Which is about what? Pretty low. Maybe 40 people. Well, 40 people's 40 people. Yep. Out of a town of 800, now, 500, was this, 565. Was this planned or these just friends? Or this was this normal or did, did it's an annual meeting and you kind of watch what we're going to do? Or did you even know Ian was going to do this? Right. Great questions. So a few days before, so we have elections on the Tuesday, and then the following Saturday is our, our town meeting, and then our district meeting in the afternoon. So it's like get the new administration started off of doing yep. whatever. Yep. Okay. Um, and that's sort of the last... This is what you elected, and this is what we're going to do it right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, the new people get to watch on that first day, but uh, the old people, it's on their way out, and so you're sort of passing a baton kind of thing. Um, so during the election, so Ian's on the select board, and which is the town uh, governance Basically, sure. there's three guys on the select board. Um, three people happens to be men all right now. Oh, so he's a shiny badge, too. Okay. He is. All right. All um, right. And they're required to be at present at election day to make sure no funny business is going on. Right. And then to be part of counting the ballots and so on. And he's standing around all day and it's my husband and he's always thinking. And he's like, so I'm thinking about um, making a motion on the floor this year during the district meeting to lower to no to to um, turn the budget into an actual budget instead of a ransom. What do you think? And he runs this by a couple of people. He's like, we, you know, what do you mean by a ransom, right? It's like, well, in a ransom, you basically somebody comes to you and says, I want this amount of money. And if you don't give it to me, I'm going to hurt you. Um, that's a ransom. And that's what school districts do. We come up with a budget and we go to the town and we say, here's the amount we want. And if you don't, we could lower it a little bit, but if you don't pay it, we're going to take your house, right? Mm. Um, that's a ransom. A budget is you have a certain amount of income and you decide how much you can afford. And then you say, okay, here's what the budget is. Here's, and that's how budget works. So what we currently do is really a ransom model. It's really true, right? Yeah, you keep upping it and then you're, we're going to take your house if you don't pay it. And that's right. Then, yeah, okay, I'm with you. That's a ransom. So he wanted to propose a budget. So he ran this by a couple of people at, at on election day and like, this is a great idea. He's like, you know, so maybe he's figuring it out. He hasn't decided yet exactly what he's going to do. But I should tell you, the year before at the district meeting, um, he basically at the end, people can get up and talk about things that aren't related to money. And he did. And he's like, you know, I really want to change it from a budget model to a ransom model and, you know, and propose some amount. From a ransom model to a Sorry, budget thank model. you. From a ransom like, model to a budget model. My yeah. bad. Um, I need more coffee, probably. Um, right over there. Yeah, I know. It's so good. <laughs> I have my mug with me right now. I need it. But um, he, um, And somebody said, I would second that if you if you made that motion on the floor. That was in the minutes of the, of the prior year's meeting. So he hadn't thought about it all year. Um, but then, so, you know, again, four days before whatever, um, during election day, he comes up with it. He tells a couple of people, like, this is great. And they told some of their friends. And that, I mean, that was the extent of any planning that happened. He told me about it like that night. And he's like, a couple of people thought this was a good idea. What do you think? And I'm like, I think it's nuts. Um, and then he convinced me over the next few days that it's not nuts. Why isn't it nuts? Because first My of, freaking money, that's why. Because it's your freaking <laughs> money. And we have like 50 years of data that show that the amount you spend on schooling 
has no correlation to the student achievement that happens. None. You could spend a little bit and get a whole range of, you know, academic achievement, academic performance, and you can spend a lot and get the whole range. And there's just no correlation. Um, and, and the costs are going up. So our, our budget that we proposed this year in the district meeting was $1.7 million, right? Not a, it's not a lot of money in the big scheme of things. I don't know, but 800 we, whole population, a million dollars. 77 like, kids. 77 students. What do you mean it's not a lot of money? It's 77 okay. kids? That's Fair. Freaking... It is a lot of money, but most people are like, you know, multi-million dollar budgets. Yeah, if you're point... not talking trillions, you're not talking real money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but okay, anyway. well, let's do that. Let's do that. All right. Um, uh, 1.7 1 million. 1.7 million. 1. Divided by 77. Is that yeah. what we're going to do? All right. You already got it. 1, 7, blah, blah, blah. Make the right zeros here. Divided by 77, you said? 77. Okay, so what are we getting here? $22,000 I know. per kid. That is ridiculous. Isn't that crazy? I get my own tutor. I mean, I... I you know? Yes. So where does that money go? It goes to tuition so it goes eight, to not them getting educated let's, let's put do, that well way. it doesn't again it doesn't matter so 18 grand per kid for tuition is what we budget for so call it 20 for round numbers right but that's what you're doing property taxes on people to correct. support correct we and have i'm to, going I, i'm paying you know twenty two thousand dollars a kid i see a kid over there and he's like uh being a ne'er-do-well and baseball and mailboxers or something, I grab him by the scruff of the neck. Look, you little shit! You know you're getting paid so much a year to what? And he you doesn't know, even know that. Everybody perform. thinks it's free. Show me, do your do your arithmetic, man. I want to see the three R's and you demonstrate, or you're freaking cut off. Right. The parents know they're getting a good deal, right? They get daycare for this amount that they don't have to pay. They have to pay their All property right. taxes, and that's it. And that's what they're used so to. That's subsidized the daycare, entertainment, right. uh, extracurriculars, sports, and friends. Yep, that's what they get for it. Supplied to you by the state. That's right. That's or at exactly least in right. the, the community. And we'll I'm, add on indoctrination just for fun. I know. Right. right. Yeah. This is not, this is, this is, yeah. it's more than ransom. It's like evil. You know, this is really bad. Okay. So he comes up, you know, he kind of gets a green light from friends and, you know, he's not going to get shot. Somebody's going to stand in front of a bullet or something. So he's like, uh, you, you get to the annual district meeting, which is part of the process after election Correct. to where, now when you say annual meeting it's not just the schools it is the schools or it's all elected officials or it's a what kind of town meeting is we have it? a district meeting in the morning is the town meeting well, the district the of what budget the, Croydon, the, Croydon school district okay the school district Correct. it's not like because you were saying it's at the election and you got you know like a city selectman and this and that and everything yeah. so it's the school district and that's kind of a hub of the meeting for everything correct okay Okay. Yes, for the district. Yes, for the school district budget, which is, you know, the largest part of the property tax, right? All right. So it's, so a, big, it's, like, it's a big it, deal. It's like the money. It's the money. Um, and again, about 40 people show up each year to this meeting. Um, so he, I get up, I'm chair of the school board, and I do a presentation for the $1.7 million budget ransom. And, um, and I have to tell you that I wasn't happy with this budget, but I didn't know how to cut it. Um, and I'm not really a budget person. I'm an education Well, is that person. just the education budget? Yes. Or is that just, uh, school just budget. education? School budget. 1.7 million, 77 kids. Correct. So, wow. So Ian gets up there and, well, he pre he prepared a brochure that he left at the registration table when people checked in. They could take it and they could read it. 
during my presentation, somebody raises their hand on the side. She's like, why are you even presenting that? We're going to vote on a different budget anyway. I mean, he presented his brochure. She just read the brochure. Um, and I was like, because that's what we're doing. And then as soon as I'm done, Ian gets up and he makes a motion to, again, have a budget at $10,000 per kid for a total of $800,000. And he's just like, here's why I came up with 10000 Our- But it's freaking nuts, that's why. Because it's enough, and it should be enough. And there are, I mean, are the two private schools that kids go to in our town and religious schools are now on the town tuitioning list, by the way, um, because of a U.S. Supreme Court decision last year. Score. Yeah, total score. Um, and we are the only town in New Hampshire so far who are sending kids to private or religious schools. Hopefully that will catch up. Well, you're on. not, when you say sending, you may be funding, but it's their parents that are sending. I mean, they're the ones making the decision, or they're do making, you decide? They are choosing, that's right. So that's why we say we have school choice in Croydon. The board decides what schools we want to send kids to, and the parents get to choose from those no, schools. No, you're willing to fund. We're willing to fund. Okay, they send them. They, so when you say we, we... We provide the transportation. We're literally sending them. Yeah, but you're not going dragging them out of their choosing. bed and putting them on the bus. I mean, you know, the parents are voluntarily yes. having these children go to that school. Correct. With your funding. Correct. So when you say we're sending... Fair. It's just I'm how feeling, we talk I'm like, about I'm like, it. I'm like, okay. you know, is this... With or without handcuffs, I mean, you know. I, no, that's right, and I, and maybe I should change my vocabulary, but that is how we talk about it. So, right. so, so you're you're funding the tuition for these yes. the choices that the parents have made of where that kid goes. Correct. All right. Yeah, I feel better about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um. So, sorry, I'm I'm a little lost. So he made this motion, um, and then he explained it, um, sort of briefly explaining what was in the brochure. And the well, the ten thousand came out. He goes because this is enough. Because I said it's oh, enough. And... That's right. Thank you. Um, because the private schools in the area they charge less than than nine thousand per kid. So we figured ten thousand be good because you add a little bit for other things. Because everything's not about just tuition, right? Mm-hmm. There, I mean, again, you you saw twenty two thousand per kid. It's not it's not quite because eighteen grand is the, the no, tuition. I'm, I'm hip. Yep. Um, I'm not, I, I, make it, I make it $8,999, make them there, come back one. There you <laughs> go. So what happens with our tuitioning is we set a base that we'll pay, and if a school that a parent chooses costs more than that, they have to pay the difference. That's how it works. Okay? So we use Newport schools. We have traditionally, we've always... I, I, I got to inject this. I understand, and, and, and does it go far enough? Did he go too far? And this is how much it costs. It's nine thousand. We'll do ten thousand. That's how he came up with. That's it. a good justification. I always like, and it's probably why it, you know did as well as it did to begin with. But I'm like, you know, no matter what you make it, that's what the tuition is going to be. Well, we're going to get all that ten. Well, that's 000. another ransom. So I'm just like, right. So I'm just like, no. We're going to fund $8,999.99, and the parent can come up with a freaking penny, pay something, give you your damn penny, send your kid with the penny for the you know the tip of the teacher or something, you know, so that you see my point. There's kind of, something to be said just for out of having principle, skin you know? in the game. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, but we haven't done that traditionally. Okay. In so, what... so you didn't go all Ernie on them. So, <laughs> so you, Ian gets up. Or he all does Ian it. on them, because he would have done even more. Right, actually. right, 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 right. Yeah. So he's... You know, he, he was influenced by by um, your, uh, your your willingness to compromise with the man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and so why is it a good idea from my perspective? And, and again, the way Ian presents it is because if you just cut the budget 
you, you're just going to end up with too thin a budget and you're not going to do well. We did this a few years ago and it did not go well. We had a huge deficit that year. We had to spend more. We had a bad superintendent. She overspent. She did some very crazy things and left early. Um, she was kind of forced to resign. Um, but starting from scratch to say, here it is, 10000 per kid, you got to think about what it means to educate kids. Why are public dollars being used for public, so-called public education, but government-funded education? It's not public, right? Why we call it public schools is a whole other thing. Um, this will allow us to think outside the box and figure out how to give them a legally sound education that maybe they'll even learn better, right? Um, because as we know, you know, scores just aren't good. People aren't learning as well. I mean, I mean, scores have flatlined for the last 50 no, years, no, right? No. So, so that was the interesting thing to me. Look, let, this is an opportunity to think outside the box. And so, well, so the town voted on it and they voted for it. They voted for the 800,000. What was the numbers? 20 to 13. Right. And the 13, were they, were they vocal? Livid would be the word. One person got up and she's like, I will not stand for this. Um, she's going to, what, sit for it? I mean, what's she going to do? Well, what she did is the rest of the story. Nah. So, what, right. this person, let us describe this person. Do you have short blonde hair and her name was Karen? Anyway, so I just... <laughs> let me tell you about this person. Okay, I, I need to know because, you know, it always is a person, you know, they're strong and they have an opinion. I'm wondering why. Yeah, what was their background? You know, uh, their husband worked for the IRS or something? I mean, you know. All what? right, so her name is Angie, and she sat on the school board with me for eight years. She was always the more, uh, I want to say left-leaning, but I can't because she's not a lefty. She really isn't. My town is full of fiscal conservative people, fiscally conservative people. More establishment-oriented. And, and she's one, but she's also been trained. She's from Croydon. Her father's from Croydon. You know, they went through the schools, and everything's good. And, and she's bright. She's She was really fun to work with for the eight years that she was on the board. She's got two kids in school. One was our poster child for school choice back when we did that fight. Angie and I stood side by side to get this passed. Um, and, and she was great, but it was also for one of her kids who wasn't doing well in the failing school district. Um, now she has a kid who's doing fine, and she sent him to the failing school district for whatever reason she thought it would be fine for him. Um, and so she she's like, you're not taking that school away from my kid. And why would it be taking away? Because... Because, because the state school wants to charge more. Exactly. She would have had to pony up $9,000 out of her own pocket ah, in order to send her kids okay, to that school. She okay, didn't even know okay. those numbers yet, but she saw the end of what she was having, and she wanted her kid. He's happy in the school. She wanted him to be there, finish out high school. He's not... He's, he's not, on the whatever team and got the friend exactly, of the... Exactly. Okay, exactly. She, she, wants, she went yeah. on the war path. So they started an organization called Stand Up for Croydon Students, and um, they stand up for state schools. Stand up Ooh. for state schools, and that was a lot of it. And all of the, the 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 woke people got on board. All of the parents got on board, and then they ran a fear and smear campaign to get so many other people on board. Now they had some. Well, what was their fear and smear? What was the the root of their argument? Oh, those free staters. They, yeah. they want to so. end public schools. They want to change everything. They, they, I mean, they. The, so the fear was through lies, right? So they're saying they're going to do everything with remote learning. You're, it's going to be just like COVID where everybody's staying home and nobody's learning anything. And it's like that was, it couldn't be further from the truth. It was going to be remote, 
but it was in, in uh, micro schools. So you'd be learning uh, individualized learning to go at your own pace. I, and, I, I get it. Yeah, and, they, 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 they wanted what they wanted. They, and they wanted were willing. what it's a campaign. they wanted. It's a campaign. Yep. And Ian is one of the leaders of the Free State Project, and they organized all of this. They've been planning it for years. Their goal is to dismantle the entire public school system. I mean, and your house. No, so then they go even further, right? So your houses. Well, I'm, I'm going, yeah, what they said. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, I know, right. Thank you for the campaign, right? Um, but but then they went on with your house values are going to plummet, your taxes are going to skyrocket. I mean, they went full why, fear. Why would they say your taxes were going to go up? So, so a, as we eventually came to our plan um, under the $800,000 budget, we couldn't quite do it under 800000 That would pay for regular ed. Another 200000 was for special ed. So we're up to a million dollars now. Now, what would happen... Because we only passed an $800,000 budget, we'd go into deficit for the 200000 So the following year, our taxes, would we'd have to pay for 400000 if we continued with the $1 million budget to make up for that 200000 that we hadn't already budgeted for, right? Um, and so they said skyrocket, but that's not true because even that would have been lower then than the $1.7 million. So, right, so they weren't giving the full truth. They're just like, no, we're going to go into deficit, and that's bad. That means skyrocket, and, and not true. Um, so, and, and I mean, our house prices. Sounds like you need a newspaper. Uh, maybe we do. You know, this is, you know, that technology we use in to, for, we're, I think it'll probably be today or tomorrow. Our newspapers will be here, Donna ship. And, um, I, I want you to check it out to see as an effective activist tool for it. Cause you, you need the space, the time, the graphics to be able to explain this and put it in with the gravitas of the actual information that you can reference. And then interact it, you know, interfaces with the Internet and so on. I'll show you. But these, this is the greatest effect that we've used that technology for. Okay. You know, for this. Well, I'll be interested in the distribution process. Like, how do no, you... No, you, you, you distribute. You just got it. You can mail or spend all that kind of money. But really, it's it's a... It's a door-to-door, business-to-business, stack-on-the-counter, okay. you know, give it out, put, put it, it in, in the, the general store. Yeah, yeah well, well, one of the ways, I mean, there's a lot of That's different ways. That's a great ways, idea. But one of the ways that we do, you just walk in every business and you just put three or four on the counter. Oh, here's something for you. And boom, you just did every business. In fact, we did that. We only have one storefront business in Croydon. Okay, okay. <laughs> but, so there you go. In fact, we did that. During the Ron Paul Evolution here in New Hampshire, we did the entire, every single business got a Ron Paul grab bag. Nice. You know, we came up twice right before Christmas and right after New Year's, and we did the entire state. We had teams, every business, so I I knew it can be done. We were in the freaking snowstorm of the century and freaking doing this the whole time. Wow. But the um, distribution of this stuff really is at Everywhere that you can. One of the things that we did is the gas pumps where your handle is when it's sitting in there. You just put one of the papers in there. They have to take the paper out to grab the thing. You know, then we do stickers with QR codes on all the gas pumps. And we've done, you know, the bus. I mean, I'm a campaign guy. So the thing is, is that this information, that's what you're dealing with is general public opinion. When they make these points, you got to counter them. You go, look, this is just do the math. Okay. Who was telling you the truth? There's a spider on your... Hey, it was Pet Freddy. Yeah. Oh, Freddy, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> sorry, she, I didn't want to climb an inside she, on she, you. She killed you. <laughs> I didn't You're... kill him. I freed him. Okay. She freed you. <laughs> yes, peace. The, um, thank you. But the, um, 
so I'm wanting to, I'm wanting to help because I'm going to be focused on, you know, another project doing this, uh, you know, home building thing for Liberty kind of stuff. But I, I, I see the importance of these things and I can see where we can help uh, inspire even nationally or internationally or whatever. Uh, because I know so many quality people here in New Hampshire that are doing the very activism, the very thing, the very reason, making progress. And I mean, actually, oh, my God, she's on the school board. They did the budget. They have something to fight against. You have the discussion. You're get, Now you need to get the truth out. That's it. Yeah, when that's they right. fudged you and they lied that's and right. fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and here's the real facts. I mean, do you think you got, who'd you get bamboozled by, you know, kind of thing? Who really was the subversives, you know? Who right. was the, you know, will of the people kind of thing? And they, and they used it for their own personal gain. They did, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. It was a big deal. You know, so, yeah, I, I can see. And now that you got, you know, uh, the Libertarian Party kind of going Mises Caucus and they got a presence up here and doing them, this is the kind of thing. And, and it's, it is exactly the reason why they were talking about the free state coming up into New Hampshire. So you had the influence and the power to do exactly that, to have you know, a coalition and enough people, even from out of the state, you know, from us across the country, all the way across the country, that are willing to help to be an example, right. you know, to demonstrate this. So you had the, the, the budget meeting. They go, all right. It's uh, 800000 All right, fine, we got to do a million. We have to cover here. That would still be cheaper than all the property tax. We're not going to be raising your property tax because, you know, whatever. So you do that. Then they come in and they did what? Put it on the ballot, had some kind of mechanism to town to vote. What did they do? So what they found, I mean, it was, it was kind of interesting. The um, common wisdom was this is a done deal the only thing you could do to change it is make an appeal to superior court to get emergency funds like if you need money imminently uh for your budget nobody had any idea that you could do something else well they and that's because they didn't actually read the rsas so somebody read the rsas and said no what you can do is a petition and if you get 50 signatures you can have a new a special district meeting and have a a warrant article which is how what we vote on mm-hmm. uh, a warrant article for the 1.7 million and and that's what they did so they had a petition they only needed 50 signatures they got more like 150 and really quickly honestly but i i know for a fact that some people were bullied into signing the petition somebody contacted me to tell me that they're they, going to get the signature they're going to get that petition that, that was going yep, to happen yeah so the, they, the, so they the did bullying that. really bugs me i mean so you're not just fear and smear but bullying on top of it they did so they got funded by Granite State Progress and a teachers union, the NEA. Um, Say no more. And I did they it. were They're going to do it. That's right. They were going to do it. So they had funding. They had yard signs. They did mailers. They did door to door. They did phone calls. I mean, they went all out for a two month period. No, 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 no. Not just they. To miseducate they, them, people. those from everywhere. Whatever was needed, they would appeal to the heavens of the Soros of whatever the hell. The money would have flowed to do this because no way in hell are you going to allow freaking Jody and friends to do this. And Jody and Ian and we're the bad people. Um, They, they, I mean, they're... 
they went beyond the school stuff. I mean, they were like, they were trying to see if we did anything wrong in our property so they could nail us. They want us out of town. No more free staters. Got it. You know, got it. And they, and they just launched it on that. And Grand State Progress encouraged them, I'm sure, to like just focus on the free state part. That's going to scare everybody because nobody knows what a free stater is. Not really. And we need to do a campaign around New Hampshire to help people uh, know what the like free state project is. And that we need a paper for. At the And I like that idea for that, that broader well, I'm going to show you and you're going to yeah. see the impact. Yeah. You're okay. going to go, damn, I okay. did not know that what he was talking about. We just we need a free state project. Here's who we are a campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I think that'll help enormously. Um, so, so right. So they got funded. They did all this stuff. Um, and then how we, long was this campaign from the time that they go? We're going to do petitions. They get the petitions. They get it on the ballot. They have called the election. They have the election. What was the length of that process? Um, Two months. So, we, and it, it should have been sooner. And we they could have made had less damage had it been sooner. But we couldn't schedule it sooner just because of attendance and whatnot. So May seventh, our original district meeting was March twelfth. The the petition district meeting was May seventh. There were two months for the school. So, so it's a meeting where they the citizens come in and vote. Correct. So they're like standing and raising hands and stuff. Yes, except it had to be a ballot because they needed to count it. Couldn't just do hands. At traditional meeting, you could just do voice vote. And then if somebody calls for hands. Division of the chair and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the all moderator. Right, so, yep. so I see the um, the town meeting is held where? In the town hall. Which is how many people can go in there? 150. And how many people Maybe came? 200. Um, so, no, so we had we knew we had to do it in another place. So, here was another stipulation for this special meeting. They had to get half of the half of the registered voters had to cast ballots at this meeting for the vote to be binding. Ah, it's okay. a big deal. What did that come to? That came to, I have this number written somewhere, I used to know it by heart. Um, 285. 283 people is what they needed. Ah, that was close. Yeah, no, you were great. That was perfect. Nice, good I remember you saying something estimating about that. Yeah. No, I, I remember you saying something about it. Was 283. 283. Nobody thought they would get 283 people there. I mean, that was more than any election has ever brought out in Croydon. 283. No, they're going to get what they're going to get. This is what you're up against. That's right. The what? organization of the planet. So you you saw shall... that, but none of us did. So what I wanted to tell you is... Okay. No. All right. Before we go any further, okay, relax the cortex here. Wipe it and just clear your mind. What experience, what knowledge, what impression, what, you know perception you had of the situation that you didn't think that the forces of the universe would come in on you not cutting a school budget anywhere on this freaking planet that they wouldn't target to stop a movement. I did not think about it like that. I thought about it as Croydon history, right? And it wasn't just me. Everybody in town who was for the $800,000 budget stayed home that day because they didn't want to add to the quorum. Right? They knew if they were going to go to vote no, their vote would be counted against them if the other people couldn't get 283 people by themselves. And we It's never a good tactic no, you're to right. play games. And you now you we go ha- express yourself. And now we, well, it's a good point. No, I mean, it's, it's the right thing to do. If you're going to be in that process, you're going to do this voting thing and everything, then you go freaking vote or don't vote. Don't say, well, I'm not going to vote as a tr- strategic, you know, for getting my vote to count because I'm not voting. I go, well, then why are you even voting? I mean, you know, stop. You know, you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. Hindsight 
is a really good teacher? Well, it's more than that. I've been always, as an activist, it's always the better decision to express yourself even if you lose. You know, it's a general public opinion thing. And if you're not showing that general public opinion, it's like when they go, I remember we had, that's kind of an aside, but we had Roger Stone on a couple of times uh, during the Trump campaign stuff. And uh, and uh, they were talking about, well, we, you know, need to have, you know, people know that there's overwhelming at the polls kind of thing. Fine. Wear your red shirt. You can't, you can't campaign. You know, you can't wear buttons. You can't do the shirt. You can't, but you can wear red. And I go, I want to see some red. Because they, they were talking about red shirt, the election, or some BS. I go, fine. I want to see red. Do it. Do it. Well, we're going to go, nope, I want to see it. You know, you have to see it. I want the general public. Because then when they do all this crap they did in 20, you know, if all you saw was red shirts, you're kind of, eh, I'm thinking, you know, maybe not. So you have to demonstrate your support. It's just out of principle doing this 30 whatever years, these little games that they play and I'm going to come, that never works because they'll use it against you. Yeah. You know? And they did. So, and they totally did. So what happened? They got a vote of 377 to 2. Like I'm saying, 40% of the people did not show up. Everybody knew about it. 379 people went out to vote. More than that showed up to, to the thing. I mean, I was there, but I didn't vote. Um, same so overwhelmingly, bam, hell no, we win. The state oh, yeah, landslide. Statenism wins. Yep, and no, and no, not one media outlet mentioned the 40% who stayed home. Um, and and I think that's important. Who gets who? Well, they, they didn't home. have a voice, right? They didn't. You know, why would I mention them? Just like at the, these kind of sort of almost people might have would have should have come come out, but they didn't. There's no mention. Well, why would you mention them? Well, why they would stayed you home, them? right? Well, I want to mention them, um, nah. even though your point is well taken. Um, and I, I mean, I'm not a politics person. I'm just not. I don't. I'm not a politics person. I'm a um, general public opinion thing. I'm a, a will of. I'm calling kinda. you next time and say, yeah. "Hey, Ernie, what should we do?" I've uh, signs, newspapers. Yeah, we did street a mailing. activism. Yeah, we did a mailing with some truths, and they 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 tried to belittle it. Yeah, I'm. I'm they even yeah. accused Ian of stealing from the town that he used town. Uh, funds to to print off this mailing and it was like how dare you accuse him of stealing um mm. but they didn't care they were just like mud everywhere yeah, uh, yep. I, oh, oh it sounds like a campaign yeah it was so ugly okay so then they they vote on paper right there at the meeting ballots yeah. we may we kicked your ass and freaking yeah. take that boom yeah then then what they they start slitting your tires or something i mean what happens um, I mean, that happened throughout. Um, I mean, nothing physical, thank God. Um, but I was a little afraid. I mean, when, when this was all done, Ian's like, I think you should still do the micro school plan, which is what our plan came down to. And it was for-profit micro schools. We don't want for-profit people teaching our kids. And I was like, do you know that textbook companies are owned by for-profit companies? And, you know, they're produced by for-profit companies. That All of the support things for schools are for-profit. I mean, so the town went ballistic over that. We don't want anybody making money over our oh, kids. Oh, my God. What the hell you think this, this industry is? Yeah. I mean, the the... the, the the socialism, the Marxism was just uh, rampant. I, it was, it was, they, they were nuts. Um, sorry, I forgot where I was. Well, you, you know, after the vote and the, the budget gets increased and then what happened? How do you govern the district? Right. Well, I mean, so it's status quo going back to the original plan and, you know, our, our administration from the beginning. So we had two months to put a plan together and the board isn't allowed to, 
any two people at the board aren't allowed to meet unless it's a public meeting because we're a quorum. Open, open meeting law. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so we met twice a week in which we were heckled regularly, and it was exhausting. And how do you even think with 40 people looking at you and, and getting ready to pounce on you for anything that comes out of your mouth, which is what they just kept doing. I mean, we kept public comment till the end, and then they'd go on for an hour and a half with the same stuff again and again. It was hard. And I'm chair, but it was still hard to, to, to navigate this. It's not something I'd ever done before, right? I mean, we got I got better and better at it. I had two months to practice, but yeah, it was, it's, it was it's still hard. Honing of skills, and you're dealing with not not necessarily the best interest of the children or the community, right. and you're not dealing with uh, you know rationality or logic not. or doing it's all studies. That's it's right. all it's all ad hominem, blah 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 blah. And it blah. is so right. you. You can see the value, and this is exactly okay. I'll take that aside here for the audience. When I talk about this, I go, if you don't have general public opinion, even if you win, because a lot of times in the 90s, the Liberty Party, don't let them know that you're pro gun or pro drug freedom or this. And so we go out, guns and weed, guns and weed. I mean, you know, because we're just, oh, shut up. This is all about an education. Because even if you did sneak in, it wouldn't last. Right. That's you wouldn't get anything they could done. Change it next year. Yeah, you're, you're, you have to have the yeah. general public opinion in support of this. Right. And I, I know you had enough, a lot that you got it passed to begin with. They're going, yeah, that's a good idea. And then the forces of evil Correct. freaking got unleashed. Unleashed, you know. So I can I can see the importance of the. Um, uh, the effort, what you did, and there's, I'm sure there's some net benefit education people kind of gotten. And later, when you analyze it rationally and calmly, look, you got your thing. But let me tell you what really happened. This is what happened. This is why. These are the people that were funding it. This is what the future was. This is how much more you can. This is what you can expect. Right. This is going to get. It's going to get worse and so on. Worse. We had an opportunity. Right. We got the freedom, and it's not my responsibility to raise your freaking kid. You know, blah blah blah. Right. So you do that, then. You already had demonstrated it could be done, which means they'll freaking be eye-hawking whatever the hell. You got, you know, some international WEF junior achievement guy sitting in the back, but he's got his tie off, so he's not, you know, like a, you know, bandito with a silk tie in third world of going to shoot you, but he's keeping an eye on you, you know, oh, yeah. or her or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And here's a little extra something, something for you to be a watchdog on you. Every meeting you go to, you get $150 from the whatever and the funded of the something. Oh. You know, don't laugh. I've seen this stuff happen. No, there's there's people who come and record all our meetings now, and, yeah, and maybe absolutely. they're getting paid to do it. And yeah. if they're not, they're yeah. getting paid in... Yeah. I'm an activist Something. against the free state that, or that's the, right. whatever the hell. It's a nice point. So this is, I, I don't see any way out of this but to inform 800 people. Yeah. I mean, come on. No, that know. would be freaking, you know, newspapers are cheap as hell, newsprint, and okay. you could just beat the crap out of them. I saw Jay had one at the, the store near where he's at. There was a... Um, uh, anti-lockdown, pro-freedom, no-mandatory vaccination newspaper that they had done. It was really cool. You know, we published that and put it on Freedom's Phoenix, and that was awesome. So I'm going, there are precedents for this kind of stuff, certainly in my activism. And I see that you are at the point that getting elected for a decade, being on the school board, having your husband as a selectman in your town, all that. Yeah. And how much good did it do you on this? Right. No, absolutely. Look, I, I have to say, I didn't like how this was thrown on the town. And that again, that's hindsight. You know, it was a, you know, an interesting idea to just do it. But right, public opinion is really important. You got to get them on board beforehand. 
And I said that from the beginning, from day one. I was like, I don't like how fast this is thrown on you. On the other hand, we now have an $800,000 budget that we have to do something about. You know, and, and the town didn't like that we were coming up with a plan. They didn't like that we were being responsible about what we needed to do under that budget. They were just trying to undermine us every step of the way, right? No, they Asking weren't for, undermining the... The, the uh, process. Oh, they were. Oh, no, 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 no. What they were wanting to undermine was the concept. Yes, that's right. You know, this is, you know, they're progressive Marxists delegate some of the state be my babysitter and however much it costs you to do it and I don't care and whatever. I mean, this was right. this is a philosophical thing. We're up against evil. Yeah, that's right. Defeating the forces of evil. I mean, this is, uh, that's why I like uh, Silver Dave's gun church thing. Defeating the forces of evil, you know. And uh, that's what you're up against. So that's how you got to fight it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And we weren't prepared for that. We really weren't. But so let me let me add another aside. There was a bill going through the legislature this year to allow towns with a like two thirds vote to have a per student tuition to provide a cap for the school district for school district budgets. And once you do that, it stays in place unless you get a, a two thirds vote at another town meeting to take that away. So had we waited for that bill to pass, it would have opened the door a little wider to do what Ian did. Right. He would have said, let's do that per student budget, but let's, you know, make it low or, you know, whatever. So maybe next year it would have gone over better because it would have been a year to process this bill, which um, actually didn't pass because they used Croydon as the counterexample to show you how evil it could be if you had a per student tuition as a cap to the district budget. Does that make it's sense? A, yeah, but it's a philosophical battle. It's still a philosophical battle. You know, this is yeah. this is, you know, when people two things one they really don't want to be financially responsible for all their stuff and then get the free money from government to do whatever you right. know they see I, I get a babysitter you know I need whatever I get to go to this I get my football played for my kid and I want extra Gatorade on the sideline but when you inform people about what the real battle is about we're looking for graduating self-sustaining, add to community, informed, whatever, and yeah. the best way to administrate that is down to the parent. And as if we're going to be responsible exactly. for education, we're going to have the money go with the kid and then the parent be the administration. Yes. The parent is the one that decides. The parent is the one. I mean, who better? I got to go to a school psychologist to tell me what my kid wants to do. Oh, shut up. Right. I mean, just that concept. Well, you need a professional to tell you how to raise your kid. I'm like, right. Whoa! So just like what's happening with Jay and all this stuff, the oh, state God, involvement. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this all enters into that. Yeah. But this, at the base of all this, is the fundamental philosophy of whose freaking children are right. are they? Yeah. And then why? One, you're lucky there's even a dime coming out of some public. We made you a ransom of for the kid, but you know, just a concept, taking more responsibility. But we're helping this community. Blah 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 blah. That's where the general public opinion, at least when they still may come against you, which wouldn't surprise me one bit, them coming against it, you know what you're against. Right. And they are having to articulate against that argument. You make the argument clear of what the real philosophy is from free state kind of thing, then they're against that. No, we don't like that. We're not. We're not right. Right. Yeah, I just want them to say it! Say it! Say it in the microphone! Say it! So that's kind of my point, you know? And uh, that's the part that I want to help with. Okay. You know, so when you get to that point, you've gone through this, and you've, the free state, I've been from the beginning before you guys even, you know, picked, and we had our first summit out of the state of Arizona here to help launch or whatever, and I've been involved with you guys for a long time. But the thing is, is that 
there was always the the mindset that if we elected people, went into positions of power, and then kind of, well, then we'd be the, we'd be elected, and we like do it, and the people would have, no, you got you gotta have live free or die, and them understand it. And all the Massachusetts, New York people came here, and they don't understand it. That's you know? right. That's right. So it's um, that's the part that I want to help with. So when you guys, you're ready for that. You're getting to that part, the education part. Even if you get challenged or kicked out, which you probably will be, you get certainly get challenged. Yeah. You want to have. And this. she's going to run again, and she's going to beat me. Bring it. So, but I should run, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just to show them Do how the many education. people are going to vote for yeah, me. Yeah. No, you need. Yeah. No, it's not even how many people. It's the educational why. Okay. So let's say you have, um, you know, what's a typical election in the city? Shows up three, four hundred, five hundred, what? In my town? Yeah. No, never more than 200 people. All right, 200 I mean- <laughs> people. 200 people come. She's going to bring it. Uh-huh. Okay. There's going to be, you know, she's going to get 286 and a half votes and, and you get I less. get three, whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And, and then they'll make sure it's whatever it is one way or another. True. Right? So you That's right. They're going to campaign there too. That's right. Well, it's not just campaign. I mean, now they, you know, put finger on the scale, or they do whatever the yeah, hell. I, I have that's no idea. Whatever you call a campaign. So the yeah. thing is, is that you go, all right, you're going to do it. Let's do it. And you go philosophical. You have what the election was about. The people that voted against you, they voted for this. state this, that kind of whatever, not responsibility, right. kind of raised children of the state or whatever the hell. So I take this as an opportunity. It's an opportunity. It's freaking, you got, okay. woo! What the Free Staters really did was get the planetary laser beam media light on this, right? And then they went and really screwed us. Those assholes, they got all the people all riled up and informed about and found the... Because when, like, Jay's going after the Child Protective Service kind of group and everything, you start highlighting all their crap. I see... I'm in freaking Arizona or Washington, and I see the story of... um, uh, the child protective services workers that are arrested for child porn of you know trafficking right. of the blah 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 blah. I'm going. Do they really want to have a media spotlight on this issue in education with the choice that you guys got done in and, and you get to talk about what, exactly what we talked about? This kind of information. This is common. And they're going to go. Well, uh uh-uh. uh. And you go uh huh. Well, show me your uh uh-uh. uh. Well, you know, uh uh-uh. uh. I mean, you see my point? Yeah. It's it's. I, I think you can turn this into having much more ground gain than you think. Okay. Certainly in the longer term. I like it. I, I, and men, we start the campaign now. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, this is one thing they, they go to me a lot of times. They go, well, Ron Paul didn't win. And I go, what's your definition of win? Right. You know, cause tell me, oh, you mean vote toll? Like, I don't give a crap about You're still voting? That was not the win. It was the spontaneous order and the confidence and the understanding and the articulation yes, of the issues. It was the education, absolutely. So that has been where I've always dealt, you know, and that's where I want to help. Nice. All right. All right. I'm going to... Wait on you now. Take you up on that. Yeah. No, that's great. I, w- I want to add, so like during this two-month period, um, we, we polled, not polled, nothing official, um, but we asked parents what they wanted, what they valued in the current system that they wanted that we could try to bring to this new one. Or we're really trying to work with them, right? I mean, hands down, this is what they said. 
They want sports, they want extracurriculars, and they want their kids to be with their friends. Not one person, not one in the few times, at least three times that we asked them about this, did they talk about right. the academic performance that the kids are doing, or, you know, how because good Because that's were. not what they've been trained to see exactly. the government schools as. It's their daycare, it's their entertainment for that's their kids, right. it's their socialization into the God knows what. So uh, they could see their friends at the softball game or something. But, but I was the, the only one who cared about the kids learning stuff. Which is... And I want to put that in this newspaper. No, that is the theme of the newspaper. Yes. You see, this. What, what is the point here? Yeah. Why are we... Do you guys really understand? I mean, we've been asked, and this is what I'm talking... I know what you guys... This is what they're telling me. Like, I, 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 you know, and then that's when you can get on your, you know... Semi high horse of academic and uh, educating didn't kind of you know and I thought and this was the goal and that uh, if that's not the goal then it needs to be and that's the campaign here is for that to be the goal make you know uh, New Hampshire children educated again or something I mean whatever you yeah know? there we go but the um, uh, so this is yeah I'm I'm I can see I, we were talking to Chris Gronsky the uh, segment before you. And he's resurrecting like the the power of the sheriff and fully informed jury stuff again. I mean, it's all this fundamental stuff that us older activists been around, you know, going, yeah, this stuff keeps coming back because it's buy for a people thing. I go, how do you think that happens? It's like this. And it has to be with an understanding of what the goal is. You don't have that. Then they're going to get whatever their goal is. And the teachers get to make more of we take your money. Right. Because that's where it is. So we're taking it. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, no, this is amazing. Um, I mean, that's most of the stuff that I have written. That You well, know, they asked for my resignation a number of times. <coughs> you know, even after they won the vote. Yeah, go through the process, man. Get back. me out. Then they, they started a petition to, to demand not only my resignation, but also Aaron McKeon, another guy on the school board who is also liberty-minded. Um, and we were both for this $800,000 budget and working our butts off to actually put something in place. And, you know, law in New Hampshire says you can't you can't demand an elected official to step down. I mean, there's no, no legal way to do that. They don't have a recall that. kind of thing or something? It's not recall. That's votes, right? Um, well, Arizona has a recall. You petition to put up a vote to have them removed from office. Oh, yeah, you can't do that here? Yeah. Mm-mm. So, um, so... I can see that this isn't going to stop. You know, right. once and once they do you, they're going to take this and they're going to go across the state. It's going to be a thing. That damn free state, New Hampshire. We got to nip it in the. We got to get some communism, right. freaking red. And we need to do it the other way. Exactly. We got to take you our own narrative take, and put it out there. Absolutely. If yeah. you don't take advantage of this opportunity, as much as you think, well, we might have taken steps back and everything. Not necessarily. Okay. This could be the opportunity for you to take big steps forward awesome. in the articulation of the real argument. Nice. And if you don't, while you got this attention, if you don't do this, you'll wish you did. Right. I love it. Huh. I've been doing this a while. Thank you. You know, so I, I think you're at a very good opportunity to take advantage of this. But I want a, your guidance on this. It's head down plow work, you know. Yeah, but what to put out there. And I don't mean, I mean... I, oh yeah, we got tons of. Well, hell, you just go on. I just all kinds. Of, you know, we have. Um, all right, I know. I can go on Freedoms Phoenix, and we have categories: education, government, education, public, education, secular, education, private, education, homeschool. So you go in all these stories of all these different methods, all these different reasonings and articles on it. We put in those categories. So you just go, and I got 
hundreds, awesome. if not thousands of articles that just reference material for just this kind of reason. Nice. That's why we did it. And then even locally, we have Granite State Home Educators, and they're always publishing things, showing data, how homeschooling, it's really about homeschooling. Um, how, it's just one other piece. I'm not saying it's all of it. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I, I can see, I, I would see the win. All of this was worth it. If in the end, when you come out of it, they the the people at least articulate more than their sports team extracurricular nice. and they get friends. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you come out and they put on the list, oh yeah, and they learn something by the way, or they become a productive adult, or they know how to add or sign their name or something, you know, just not follow instructions of the overlord, AI overlord. You know, they can read the memo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you can have that. Well, how much of a gain it? You already see the baseline where you are now. Yeah. You yeah, know? That's right. What would happen five years from now after this and they start going, yeah, this was, you know, and I, I just graduated high school five years ago. I had my first kid, you know, and I'm thinking about, or it's 10 years later and my kid went into the, eh, I'm not feeling it. You know, this is, so everything has seeds. When you do this long enough, you just see all the seeds that you can really have, um, you can see blossom. And when you have hardworking people like you guys doing this, I'm going, yeah, if you just direct it a little bit. Because a lot of people, you judge your standard of success by their standards. You know, it's always like, um, uh, how many votes did you get? You know, right. or how much uh, uh, attention did you have? Or, you know, what was the, um, you know, the, the newspaper editorial board said or something? You got to just set that aside and start thinking more long term. Nice. You know, what is the impact on what it is you've been doing? You're an intellectual academic. I've read the study and know the paperwork and took the class. That's me. You know, and I want to make sure that, um, um, you know, that's like the focus of education is education, young adults to become like ads to the community. Right. I mean, this you is know. why we pay tax dollars for it and so on. Yeah. I'm trying to be that the wind's blowing. Yeah. Oh, I see. Gotcha. But the, um, so I'm, I'm in, I want to help. I'm going to be limited on what I can do, sure. but, uh, you know, I can do, you know, there's, you know, it certainly gives some national attention to other groups and people that do this stuff. And I, I think it's interesting. And the thing that's more encouraging to me, you know, guys like Christopher and you and your husband and the activists here and Mark Ed sitting here ready, you know, the abandoned America. The <laughs> it embrace freedom somewhere else. The um uh I know that you guys will actually do it and put forth the effort. Especially if you if you're convinced that you're going to see benefit even in the short but the long term. Yeah. It's not just a it's not just a you know, the one little campaign or one budget. This is much bigger than it's that. It's bigger. And I mean, it's education. It's its not schooling. It's education. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. This is awesome, Ernie. Thank you. Well, get the, you know, we have uh, well, with technology. We can meet and do whatever. But yeah. I can, what we did is the newspaper, the template for doing the newspaper is a QR code all through the newspaper. Mm -hmm. It's like, you want to do your own here? Download this. Done. We did it. Now change the articles and do the format and go down and get print. Done. Done. Nice. That's why we did it that way. Yeah. It's a tool for you guys to replicate. Nice. And then we can help. And I got plenty of I got writers coming. I mean, I would think you guys would have way more than me. But, I mean, if you need help, I, we can freaking do it. I mean, Ian's a writer. He loves to write. 
Um, no. that that's one thing he probably has a number of things he could even put out there that are already written you know like like you're saying go look online and see what's there on your site um, well this is this is how this stuff happens guys you know it's just conversation throughout the years you've seen activism like this that takes and, and and if you're patient if you're a regular listener you know it it's a year two years three years later boom how did that happen well i remember that show back when they did kind of plan whip ass because it's all about whipping some state ass, you know. It's really about freeing minds. You know, it's how many minds can you free? Yeah, nice. You know, and and it's like, how many votes did you get? Who gives a crap? That don't mean anything. I don't trust them anyway. Right. It's how many minds you can free. Right. And this is a really good opportunity. You got a lot of attention. The forces of the universe are focused on this one. They got they got a magnifying glass on your aunt, man. They're like, hey, we're That's gonna right. get some. That's right. No, I I can feel that. Yeah. All right. Anything else? What is there a website you want to give out or call to action kind of thing you want people or just Boy, wait and see? I don't know. Um, I, I I I don't. I mean, you know, I can I can plug my husband's book, <laughs> which is what. Um, it's called Fourteen XIV: How the Fourteenth Amendment Ate the First Ten. Woo! I like the title already. Hell, yeah. I already read it. We're right. just knowing that. Um, <laughs> I'm, it's fresh, hot off the press. He's going to talk oh, about very it cool. Thursday morning at 10 o'clock in the, in the media room upstairs, Liberty 101. Um, really short, bite-sized pieces on each page, easy read, take you an hour. Um, it's, and Bare Minimum Books is the brand, and the idea is all the information you need and nothing more. It's entertaining and it's educational. <coughs> okay, his back cover it says, Personally, I think the story of the 14th Amendment is as important to Americans as the story of the Exodus is to Jews. I think we ought to be having a yearly dinner, like a Passover cedar, at which we tell the story to our children, what happened, how we let it happen, what kind of shit we're in as a result, and just how deep it is. You know, so it make that was one thing uh, I saw, it's a really good idea, there's, uh, yeah, just, you know, the important parts of our culture, as, you know, as Americans, you know, there is there is a... You know, a, a bright light in humanity of just the the discussion, the general public opinion, the common cause. You know, the the, the all this uh, history is what they're trying to beat out of it, and that's why there's a Lone Pine Day thing here that they celebrate now. That the pine State, tree riot, yeah, pine tree riot. What, 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 just give a quickie on that, real quick. Oh my goodness! I mean, I don't know the the historical data, but um, you know. Like what the the origins of the pine tree riot were? I mean, was yeah, king, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, it was it, the king of England basically saying that I own all of your pines that are larger than a certain diameter. Oh, for the mass of the ships or something like that. Yes, they were his, not yours. Exactly. And, okay. and and there was an uprising over it because it was, I mean, their trees, you know. Um, and that's the extent of the history that I know about. No, that, that, that's close enough. You know, <laughs> they, they, they rioted, so they celebrate that here just to bring that story In back. Rare just kind New of Hampshire. what. Yeah. You know, right. Just kind of, you know, like what you're talking about yes. with the 14th Amendment. This has been awesome. There's going to be more. We'll be talking in the future. This is the kind of stuff that I'm, I'm, I'm willing to spend, keep, you know, my activist hat on and spend time with uh, helping people that, you know, are helping themselves and, you know, whatever I can do to kind of, sometimes you just need a $200 and a, you know, a Noah guy, you know, and a graphic artist and, you, and you're done and you're off and running. So uh, I, I will help. You know, on this, I, I want to stay into it, but I, I'm going to be busy. And one of the disadvantages of um, uh, having the big bus, it's cool to come in, but it's like, 
you know, six thousand dollars to drive here and back oh, to the God. west. And I go, I think I'll be flying. And then I saw that price. I'm like, damn, it's almost as bad. So this is we can do a lot of help remotely. And if it gets to where you need a boots on the ground thing, we'll figure out a way to get out here and okay. we'll go okay. give them what fur. But this is um, uh, one of the things that I think is so important to have a win on. And if you can get a win here with you guys doing it, with the history of this, and, and but to me, a win is not the votes, right? Yeah, I no. don't care. Yep. It's that people all of a sudden, instead of the 380, whatever, they show up to do the, the, the people didn't sit on their ass. They were out campaigning. They were using all of this with material to oppose a philosophical decision. This is, this, this is a philosophy of whose children are they? Yeah. Who's responsible for them? You know, that's they're, right. They're the states. That's right. It's the state's responsibility to raise your citizens and give them extracurricular football. I love it. <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to go sit and scrutinize this recording when I when I get home. Yeah, I appreciate I, I appreciate your your interest even allowing us to help because I think I think because uh, I know the kind of work you guys do and what you've been focusing on this and for you to come up against this and feel like you took step. I knew you were feeling like you took steps, steps back. backwards. We absolutely did, and I was feeling lame. I mean, lame is the exact word. Like my legs were cut off, right? Um, because and, you were counting on the the badge. Everything. I am. A, I go. No, that is. You yeah. you can demonstrate. Oh, you want to play? Let's play. What really matters? The opinion of those eight hundred people. Yeah, that's right. The knowledge, what they learn, what they know. The other argument. You better come up with better arguments, and it's going to have to beat this. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's where I want to help. Um. I mean, just wow. I'm so appreciative. You, you've given me legs again. Let me let me put it that way. I mean, I feel like I have a, a mission now, you know? I think the mission is, you know, whip their ass philosophically and you're going to win. Yeah. That's what I think. Awesome. Thank you. Jody, Thanks thank you very love. much. Yeah. Is, there, is there a website you want people to know about or anything? Yeah, not for this. Not yet, but we will. I'll just send you to bareminimumbooks.com to look at Ian's books. There'll be more coming. Bareminimumbooks.com, and you'll see the philosophy of daddy. That's or it. the husband. The husband, that's All right. right. Thanks. Peace, guys. Thank you.